Welcome to This Mother Means Business, a podcast for ambitious entrepreneurial mothers unapologetic in their desire to have it all. I'm your host, Laura Sinclair. I'm a serial entrepreneur, marketing expert, business mentor, and mom of two obsessed with real conversation and deep connection around the insane journey that is raising babies and building businesses. Each week, I'll bring you incredible guests and solo episodes while refusing to shy away from the harsh truths and challenges that come along with managing the titles of mom and CEO. But don't worry, we will celebrate the big moments too. I'm here to show you what's possible in your life and business and will bring you actual tools, tricks, and stories that will take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, in your business, and in your parenting journey. I want nothing more than to see you win and will always have your back in this process, even if it comes with just a little bit of tough love. Ready for today's episode? Grab your favorite drink and let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of This Mother Means Business. And today we are in the confessional. I wanted to bring you some of the confessions that I have as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, as mom, as an owner of a multi six figure business. And I have generated close to $2 million as an entrepreneur in my gosh, in the last seven or eight years. And I have been a mom for six years. And there are just sometimes some things that go on in my head and go on in my mind that I think that we need to share and I need to talk about. And so today's episode is my confessions of a six or of a multi six figure entrepreneur. And I think sometimes we just need to like get this thing, these things out in the open. And I know I'm going to feel better after this. I do feel a little nervous, but we're going to have some fun. So the first confession that I have is that I don't have work-life balance. And I, I talk to a lot of women about this and they'll say like, I'm just still trying to find some work-life balance. I don't have work-life balance. I don't have it either. What I have is I try to have as much as possible is work-life harmony, but I really don't have work-life balance because I don't think that there's any balance in like being in a place where one hour you're being billed out at $400 an hour and then the next hour I'm being yelled at for using the wrong bread and the French toast by my three-year-old. And so I just like, I don't think that the flow state really exists. And I think that for some women, depending on what their resources are, maybe they have that. I'm not a person that does. I am definitely a person that feels like despite all of my best efforts and despite all of my success that I've achieved, that it's chaos a lot of the time. And I think learning to roll with the chaos has been something that has been helpful for me and really just shedding this idea of work-life balance. Like it's just not going to happen. I definitely have stronger boundaries that help me in support of having that work-life balance, you know, getting closer to whatever that definition actually means. And it's things like, I don't really work on the weekends. I say no to a lot of things that I used to say yes to. And certainly the biggest thing that I've been saying no to lately are unaligned clients and projects associated with unaligned clients. That's been something that I've been working really hard on, but I don't think I'm ever going to have work-life balance. And I think that's okay. I think that I'm in a place now where I'm okay with just having simply having harmony and being able to hold neutral energy while I navigate the chaos of, you know, being the boss and then 
being yelled at by my toddler all within the span of about 30 minutes. So that is my first one. My first confession is that I have no work-life balance. My second confession is that I envy business owners with no children. And I think it's an important caveat (laughs) that I need to add here is that I don't envy the fact that they don't have kids. I envy the amount of freedom that they have. And as much as I love my children and I have zero regrets. So for when my kids are older and listening to this episode, I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second, mom. But I do envy the vast amount of time and ability to travel and go to events and say yes and work hard. You know, not that I don't work hard, but to work these hours and get to travel and people that don't have kids, it's just easy for them or easier for them. I don't want to make generalizations around people's circumstances, but I do envy people that get to build their business free of the distraction of children and free of the obligation of children. Because, you know, if you're a person that doesn't have kids, you don't have to worry about what you're going to do. If it's two o'clock in the morning and your child has woken up with a fever and you have a full day of calls and clients to serve the next day, you don't have to worry about how you're going to navigate all that. Who can you cancel on or can you go and help? You don't have to have that stress at 2 a.m., right? Where you're thinking in your head about how am I going to pull off these logistics or is there somebody that can call that I can call to come in and be with my child or are the clients that I have this day, are they going to be amenable to the fact that I have to cancel on them? And, you know, or have the groups that I've committed to showing up in on behalf of someone else or being paid to show up in, are they amenable amenable to me canceling? And sometimes the answer is no. And for that reason, I really do envy people that have the freedom that I don't have. And that's not to say that I don't love my kids, because if you've listened to this podcast enough, you know that I absolutely do. And my kids are the best and I'm obsessed with them. But... I also, there is a part of me that does envy the freedom that comes with it and just the amount of time, the time freedom that comes with not having children. So that's my second one. My second one is that I envy people without children and their ability to build a business. Another confession that I have is that I don't always take the best care of myself. And this is something that I'm continuing to work on. And when I say I don't always take the best care of myself, it's little things. Like I forget to eat lunch or I will get into a season of having so many projects and so many meetings and I've said yes to too much. And then I don't prioritize myself. I don't exercise the way that I should. I'm not doing the self-care pieces that I need to. And then I pay for it. And this is something that I continue to work on. It's something that I know happens. And even as a person that used to own a gym, this is something that I continue to have to navigate because, <laughs> because it's just part of life. I think that in so many ways, our physical health and our health of our business are aligned. And um, I do feel strongly that I am the most important res- resource in my business. And if I don't take care of me, then my business is going to suffer. I believe that fully. But I often forget to eat lunch. I... Don't always prioritize exercise as much as I should, despite my background in both as both a nutrition coach and a gym owner. I don't take enough breaks. And 
I am recording this episode coming back from a four day weekend in the Canadian Rockies. And so I think that maybe this particular confession is louder than it's ever been is about realizing just, gosh, how far away from some of those things that I've gotten towards the end of this year. And certainly, you know, as we start thinking about 2024, really needing to shift back into a season of prioritizing myself and my health is going to be super, super important. But that is just another thing that I need to confess to you today is that I've gotten away from it. And if you're resonating and you're seeing yourself in that, you are like, hey, you know what, Laura, I'm there too. Send me a DM so that we can be accountability buddies on this self-care piece. Because I think that, you know, it can be tough and it can be, um, especially when we think about our prioritization list and we think about where we want to be, where we want to put ourselves. You know, I always talk about the fact that I have to be first, right? I really try for my order of priorities to be me, my partner, my kids, and my business. And certainly things have gotten a little upside down over the last couple of months. And I think that, you know, I want to share with you, share this with you because keeping it real on the podcast is something that's really important to me. But I've also talked about when I've shared those priorities is that sometimes those things do get out of whack. And I've taken on some projects as favors to people that I love towards the end of this year that is sort of outside the scope of how I usually work. And because of that, I'm on more calls, I'm dealing with more emails, I'm dealing with more execution than I typically would be doing on a day-to-day. And my self-care has been sacrificed because of that. And so that's something that I really need to work on as another confession. Another thing that I want to confess with you is that I am absolutely delusional when it comes to my goals. And I love being around people as delusional as me. And so if you are completely delulu about what it is that you want to accomplish, your big dreams, those goals, you are my people. And I think that for me, one of the biggest things that has been helpful is surrounding myself with other equally delusional people. Because when you are having conversations with people that aren't delusional, about their goals, it can make you feel like you're really delusional about yours. Like my goals to most people are freaking delusional, but to people that think the way I do, it's like, yeah, Laura, how do we make that bigger? And so while I confess that I'm a little bit delusional, I think that there's a part of me that also knows that all of those dreams are going to come true. And so if you're a person that has some really big dreams, know that they are only there because they are for you and that nothing that is not for you will present itself into your mind and as a thought and as something that you want to chase. So maybe being delusional is a good thing after all. 2024 is just around the corner and so is the start of the next round of the Ambition Mastermind. Ambition is my high-level coaching container for ambitious entrepreneurial mothers who are ready to have it all, the big bank account and the big full life. By the time you're listening to this, I don't know how many spaces will be left. There may be completely sold out, but I do know that the women in the mastermind will see more growth, more money, and more freedom in their business than ever before, because we've been doing this in all of 2023 on repeat. Not only is Ambition the most incredible mastermind for moms on the market, it's been completely reimagined for 2024 with more support and community touch points than ever before. If you're ready to make 2024 your year, just click the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram and let's chat to see if ambition is a fit for you. A few other things that I want to confess, and this one I think is really important. 
And I think, you know, if you're a person that listens to my podcast or if you're a person that's been in my coaching containers before, this probably isn't going to come as a surprise, but it's not something that I talk about super often. And that is that I doubt myself a lot, despite the fact that I'm delusional and I know that things are going to work out. There's also stories that I have in my head um, where I doubt myself a lot. And I think every woman, mother, entrepreneur that I know doubts themselves. And I even have that doubt, despite the fact that my business is my, as a business owner, I've generated over $2 million in revenue. I still doubt myself. And I think some of it is cyclical. And, you know, I've talked about this on previous podcasts, you know, what you do when you want to burn your business to the ground. One of the first things I do is I look at my, where I am in my menstrual cycle. And generally when I doubt myself the most, it's when I'm either putting myself out there in a way that's really intimidating, like I'm launching something for the first time or I'm launching something for the first time in a while, like my ambition mastermind, for example, I always have the thought like, what happens if nobody joins? Um, but I also tend to doubt myself in that sort of luteal phase, the back half of my luteal phase, right before menstruation in my, in my cycle. And so some of it is like, do I, I have to take stock of where I am in my cycle to see like, do you actually, is this real or are you just, um, about to menstruate and, you know, where is this doubt coming from? And I think despite the fact that I'm a pretty, um, logical human, there are definitely seasons in my business where I have doubt. And I don't think that doubt is ever going to go away. I have an old mentor that used to say new levels, new devils. And I think every time that I do level up in my business, there is a piece of doubt that comes with it, despite the fact that I have so much evidence to the contrary. And I think that, seeing the doubt and then feeling it and allowing yourself to push through it is something that can be really, really powerful. And I do think that my ability to move through things despite the doubt is one of the reasons why I have been successful is because I feel the fear and I feel the doubt and I do it anyway. And I think that for me, that's been one of the biggest pieces that has helped me to get to where I am is because it's like, well, I'm going to doubt this, but I'm also going to lean in and make it happen. So that's where I am on that. I think, you know, the last thing that I want to share with you as a confession is that I really love my business. And I think that there's this narrative and heck, this is why this whole podcast exists in the first place, but there is this narrative that you motherhood is martyrdom. And we've talked about this before, but there's this narrative that in order to be a really good mom, you can't love your business or you can't be a present mom and love your business. Like you, your business has to come last um, in order to be a good mom. And certainly in my priority list, it does, but like deep down, I truly love my business. Like I love my kids, but I also love my business. I love how much it stimulates my brain. I love the people that it brings into my world. I love the opportunities that it's brought me. I've loved the ability to travel alone on planes from time to time, even if it is an economy, right? I traveled first class the other day for the first time. I'm going to have to do a podcast all about that, but I got to travel in a pod on the way to the Canadian Rockies and it's totally rocked my, my world as far as air travel. But I just love my business. I love what it affords me. I love what it affords my kids. I love how I can use my brain. I love the freedom that it brings me. Like there's just so many things about my business that I just 
freaking love. And I think that it's okay for me to love my business like that. It's okay for me to love the work that I do. It's okay for me to love this conversation that we're having right now. It's okay for you too. You can be an amazing mom and freaking love your business and love what you do on a day-to-day basis. And that is so, so okay. And so that's what I want to leave you with is that it's okay for you to love your business. And what I would love, which would bring me the most joy is if you would confess some things for me too, because here's the thing, the more that we talk about these things, the more that we have open conversations, the more that we can normalize some of this stuff as mom entrepreneurs, I think the more fun we get to have, I think the more connected we get to feel and ultimately the happier we all are. And please note that I didn't use the word mompreneur because I hate that word, (laughs) which maybe is my last confession is that I hate the word mompreneur. I hate it. I hate it so much. And I think for some women, oh, I'm going to go on a rant here. Here we go. I think that, you know, I've talked to people about this a lot and there are some women that love the word mompreneur because they find it empowering. I hate the word mompreneur because I feel like it downplays what it is that women and mothers are capable of. And it's like, makes it cute. Like, why don't we have dad printers? The same, the same reason that women or men aren't asked, Hey, how do you balance everything? Right? How do you balance taking care of your kids and your work? They aren't asked that women are asked that. And so for that reason, I don't like the phrase mompreneur because I think that it, it others us, it others women who are mothers from just the capability of being like really kick-ass CEOs. And I think it, for me, it sort of downplays that. And until we tell people that they're dadpreneurs, until we start asking men how they manage, you know, fatherhood and showing up as an, as a present father and managing their business or their career, then I just don't want to, I don't want to be part of that conversation. So listen, invitation to message me on a couple of things, invitation to message me on your confessions as a mom and entrepreneur invitation to disagree with me on the phrase mompreneur. I just don't like it. (laughs) So I'd love to know though, what are your confessions? Maybe what I'll do is as I receive them, I will post them up in my stories on Instagram, or maybe we'll do a follow-up episode where I'm going to read some of your confessions. Because I think, again, like the more that we have these conversations, the more that we can build connection around this, the better. If any of these confessions resonated with you, as always, please send me a DM, say hello. Let me know that you listen to the podcast. Those are the messages that bring me the most joy whenever I get a message from someone, especially if I've never had the chance to talk to them before and they send me a message and say, hey, I listen to the podcast. It literally makes my whole life. It makes me want to continue doing this work and having this conversation. So those are my confessions. I'm sure I'll do the same episode a year from now and I'll have a whole whack of new confessions. But if any of them resonated with you, please say hello. Also, I hope that nobody in your household argues with you about the bread and the French toast tonight and that they just eat dinner without arguments. All right. I love you so much. We will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode and know of other ambitious entrepreneurial mothers who would love to be part of this community, it would mean the world to me if you shared our podcast with them. Take a screenshot of this episode, text it to them or share it to your Instagram stories and tag me so I can thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I love you, I appreciate you, and I am cheering for you so big.